Today, I'm sharing a conversation with Lynn McDonald. Lynn is a life coach and ICBCH certified hypnotist at the Inside Project. As a paradigm shifter and an agent of change, Lynn believes that hypnosis can play a key role in reprogramming the subconscious mind and shifting identities for lasting change. During our conversation, Lynn tells us a bit about her personal story and how she's made powerful shifts in her own identity with the help of hypnosis. Most striking was the ease with which she was able to give up alcohol and now helps other women do the same. But if you're struggling with shifting any habits in your life, whether it's building new ones or eliminating old, stay tuned for some real life inspiration. You're listening to The Inspired Wave, stories of everyday heroines, real life inspiration. I'm your host, transformational coach and connection catalyst, CJ Rivard. Join me weekly to hear real life inspiration and tips for tackling your life's challenges. Each week you'll hear from a relatable woman who shares about her struggles and the tools she used to work through them. By being women of courageous action, vision, and ongoing evolution, each of us can create a ripple of positive impact, and together, we'll create a wave of change. Join us. All right. Well, welcome. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited to introduce you to Lynn McDonald, who's going to be speaking with us tonight. Welcome, Lynn. Hi, CJ. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here. Boy, I love that background you've got on. I just want to join the frame with you. Yes. <laughs> Where I have are my you? feet in the sand. You can't see them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's how Zoom works. We can't see what's under a certain level there. So where are you calling in from? I live in upstate New York, Saratoga Springs, uh, by the racetrack. It's a really cute little part of town, a little part of the of New York state, I should say. Yeah, I've heard, I, I have never been there, but I've heard of it. I think it's supposed to be very pretty. It is. It's really near the Adirondacks. It's really beautiful. Lovely. Yeah. So everyone just heard a short intro, but tell us a little more about you. Do you have a family and what do you do? I do. Well, I have twins, twin girls. They are turning 13 this year. So they're age appropriate. Let's just say that. Very challenging. Age appropriate little ladies. I don't know if you want me to delve into, but I did have my ladies when I was 44 years old through egg and sperm donors. So I brought them in non-traditionally. It's called third-party family building. And for any ladies out there who are feeling hopeless, there is hope with science and some really amazing, generous people out there who can give you some gifts that will change your life for sure. Boy, double and boy, did it ever. Sure did. Amazing gift for all two gifts. Yes, they are. They are a gift. I have to remind myself that and during challenging times that um, not only did I ask for this, <laughs> I, I went out of my way to make this happen. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Twin teenagers, though, that's you definitely are going to earn your stripes 
making it through those years with girls, no less, but for sure, but it's, it's amazing. So let's start in. So Lynn has a story. I think a lot of us will be able to relate to, but just as some backstory, tell us about your background, you know, like past career and Mm -hmm. leading up to today. Yes. uh, I spent 25 plus years in the music industry. I had the most fun job in the world. I was going to concerts every night. I was on the road with bands. I was at radio stations. My job was radio promotion. So I would go to radio and take bands to radio and meet all the jocks and the programming people. I would take programming people out to dinner and then to shows. And it was a hoot for a really long time, you know, a really fun way to make a living, you know, or very lucrative living actually. So I had a great time and then it got to a point where it wasn't fun anymore being a single parent and trying to maintain the lifestyle of that job, which was really not a job. It was a lifestyle, you know, Mm -hmm. and to have to try to maintain that level of travel and commitments to going to shows and being out at night and then having to deal with you know, your kids in the morning and being present for that, it it became, it became challenging. So um, as luck would have it, the universe served me up a um, downsizing (laughs) out of there. (laughs) So several inclinations later, you know, from the first downsize, there was another one after that. And then a couple little, uh, you know, trying other things. I am now a certified life coach and hypnotist. So awesome. Awesome. I love it. Well, well, you know, as you describe it, I definitely hear how your current lifestyle fits motherhood much better. So definitely, definitely the right, the right choice there, I think, because you, I know you love your, your girls. So you decided, I don't know how long, tell us about the habit that you decided you were going to kick to the curb a little while ago and how that evolved. It's actually going to be two years in July, July 9th, and it will be two years that I stopped drinking. I had a habit of drinking wine every single day. Didn't matter what day of the week it was. Um, wine o'clock would roll around. Usually when I got home from work or in the times that I was working from home, it would be closer to like five o'clock, <laughs> you know? And so I would open some wine and pour a glass and then that would lead to like two or three. And it was every day, you know, I don't think I ever got like hammered at home with the kids, but I'm definitely like the only parent at home. Right. Cause I'm a single parent. Mm-hmm. And then here I am, you know, a couple glasses of wine in, if something had happened to them, not a good plan, right? Not a good idea. And that lasted for quite some time. You know, I mean, my kids are 12 now and I stopped when they were 10. So for 10 years, I did that. I'd had roommates here and there or neighbors and whatever. I mean, I definitely wasn't irresponsible. You know, I would never get in the car or drive with them anywhere, but then, you know, you're stuck at home because you're drink. you made a choice mm-hmm. to drink wine So now you're not going anywhere. You know, the kids are home, they're in the yard playing and you're sitting on the porch or whatever, you know, and I think it's typical for a lot of parents, you know, not, it wasn't just me. I don't think 
But it got to a point where I was like, this is not healthy. I was feeling like crap waking up in the morning. I was, you know, not sleeping well because, you know, the sugar hits you about two in the morning. You're metabolizing the sugar. And then it's just like, this isn't good anymore. And it needs to stop. So I took matters into my own hands. Well, after being meeting you through TCP, which is a, a lovely program that we met through, you know, Jim talked a lot about, he was a hypnotist himself in his past career. And he talked a lot about habits and how to hack a habit. Um, Excuse me, just to interject in case anyone doesn't know who Jim is, we're talking about Jim Fortin, who is a coach for both of us and we adore. And Lynn's talking about some coaching that he gave. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes. So you thank you for clearing that up. So anyway, I sought out the help of a hypnotist because I know that when you have habits, they live in your subconscious mind. And the only way to really, really get to the root and pull it out is to use hypnosis. That's really the only way you're going to, you're going to get rid of any habits that you have that are not working for you, smoking, drinking, over shopping, you know, binge eating, eating from emotion, any of those things you have. Hypnosis is really the only answer. So I sought the help of hypnosis, hypnotists, I should say, and they helped really made it easy. It was easy to the degree that I said, you know what, I want to become one. So I can use that form to help other people kick that habit to the curb as, you know, as easy as I did it. And quite honestly, it was easy. And um, trust me when I say it was a long time. I mean, I, years and years of that habit. Yeah. Every single day didn't matter what was going on. You know, and I do want to talk about the brain battle that happens with habits because you're like, you wake up on, you know, Sunday, Sunday, and you're like, oh, we had, uh, you know, Sunday fun day and had champagne during the day. And then I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just going to wait till Friday to have wine. And then, you know, get through Tuesday and you had a stressful day at work and you're like, oh, I just want a glass now. And then you get this battle. Well, I'll wait till Thursday. Well, no, I'm going to have one today and only one. And then I'll, you know, it it just gets to the point where it's so cumbersome. It just overtakes your mind. A lot of talking to yourself. It's silly. (laughs) Such energy that it sucks out of you just by like, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to. And that whole battle inside that internal battle in your brain. And then And I I just want to ask for anyone listening, even if you don't have a back and forth with alcohol, do you recognize that with any other habits you might be trying to, that habit, you know, the have the cookie or have the dessert that someone just brought out, even though you said you were going to eat healthy or have the, it pertains to all habits, that habit brain that talking about. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And, you know, in terms of alcohol, it's like, it's a gray zone. You know, there's people out there who are highly functional and drink every single day. You know, there's Europeans that have that as a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, that's part of the culture and, you know, that's fine. It's, it's really fine. And for me personally, for me, it just wasn't working anymore. So you can't like say, you know, just because you drink wine every day, you're an alcoholic, you know? 
I think in terms of like that, it's really personal. You have to decide for yourself if this is something that's okay with you, then absolutely do it. You know, I'm not judging anyone, but I just, for me, it wasn't working anymore. You know, I just was feeling like crap. I, it, I thought it was just preventing me from doing a lot of things with the kids that, you know, I could have done had I not had wine at five o'clock and, you know, we could have gone to the park or done something after work instead of me pouring wine, you know, it just wasn't a good thing for us, for our family, for me, how I felt for my mind, you know, just wasn't a good thing anymore. So you definitely sound like you feel like that was the right decision once you made it. You've, oh, you're in a happier I, place. It's funny. Cause you know, I lived that lifestyle for so long, you know, it was the way that we did music business. I mean, everything, even a lot of things in life revolve around it, you know, mm-hmm. let's, you know, we're going to have champagne and celebrate your graduation, or we're going to go have happy hour after work, because that's the only way we can be happy is if there's alcohol involved, or, you know, I mean, it's just so culturally acceptable, that it's hard to decipher whether it's something good for you or not good for you, you have to personally decide for yourself, you know, if this is something and there are plenty of people that have drinks every single day of their lives and function hundred percent well. And that's yep. great for them. I just wasn't the, one of those people. Yeah. You know, mine was like, Oh, I'm just gonna have a glass. And then it was three later, you know, and that just wasn't healthy for me. So I took it into my own hands. I said, I'm, I'm going to nip this any way I can. <laughs> but I, really, <laughs> I really did not want to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and proclaim myself an alcoholic because I didn't feel like I was, even though it certainly was a, a daily habit, you know? So I didn't want to do that. And so I sought out hip- hypnosis, which yeah. I think was like the greatest thing ever because now it's giving me a newfound career mm-hmm. in my later in life, you know? And I think that it's just so helpful for people. It really is. Absolutely. Well, it, it's so funny. I think a lot of people end up finding their next chapter through some kind of transformation or big, I mean, for you, you fully experience the power of like, you make it sound so easy to give up alcohol. Did you ever, after you walked away from it, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months later, did you ever think, hmm, do I really want to like permanently stop this? Was there any, like, I never, when I went into it, I didn't think I'm never going to have it again. You know, I think that that's the key, quite honestly. It's like, today I choose not to. And then it just a series of 30 days, 90 days, 120 days, whatever it was, just got so far past that point that I didn't think about it anymore. You know, at first I went and bought like, you know, fake wine and fake beer. Like, and then I thought, you know, I'll keep myself like in that zone of, you know, when it's time to have a drink, I'm just going to have an alcoholic drink. And then, or I ate a lot of ice cream. That was the other thing. (laughs) I just substituted it with something else. And then after a while, I was like, this is dumb. I don't even care anymore. I don't care anymore. I never, like I can be around it and it doesn't bother me. But I just don't feel like I'm ever going to go back. I don't have that desire anymore. And I think that that's what happens with hypnosis is picks it out of the root and dismisses it. 
So once the root habit is gone, you don't want to like, you don't go back to it. It's like when you're gardening, you know, if you're pulling weeds and you don't get that root that those weeds are coming back. Right. But once you pull the root out, it's not coming back. That's great. Yeah, Yeah. That's a great analogy. I love that out by the roots. Yeah. You pull it out by the root. And so then it's just a matter of, you know, it's an identity shift. Like I don't identify with that old person that I was anymore. I don't identify with her. I don't identify with having to have a glass of wine every day at five o'clock or six o'clock or whatever. And I don't have to have it to have fun anymore. You know, that was another thing I thought, oh, wow. How am I going to have fun? You know, I know a lot of songwriters, interestingly enough, who then got sober and they're like, oh my God, then they're, they're fearful. They're not going to write like a hit song anymore because they were clouded in this. Oh, it was the, alcohol that inspired me you know or like something like that so I applaud those guys you know guys and gals whoever they are and I worked with a bunch of them who had gone from having that habit to not having the habit and then they did have that that mid-crisis thing like oh my god am I gonna be able to perform on stage anymore like when I was before right and not like 90% of the time they're way better you know, just makes sense that they're way better, but it does like take the edge off, you know, and give you a little bit more feel of this freedom. Yeah. You know, you're not inhibited by your brain anymore. They call it confidence Um, in a bottle or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that goes away. So there is definitely transitions, you know, to, from your old, self that identified with that to the new self that doesn't anymore mm-hmm. but when I found it so easy literally because I had tried a bunch of times in the past to just go no nope, I'm not going to do it anymore I'm not going to do it and then I'd quit for like two weeks I mean, you know I quit for nine months when I was pregnant that was easy I didn't right. want it but your, you your whole body changes your whole like your whole chemistry changes you don't have that like you know I yeah. ate avocados that I never ate in the, ever when I was pregnant I was like oh why am I eating these? I never even liked them before. You know, so all those weird things that happen when you're pregnant, but I digress. Um, It was so fascinating to me that I was like, I have to do this for a living. Yeah. Because now I do have to preface this, that hypnosis only works if you are destined to stop the habit. If your doctor tells you you're overweight and you need to lose weight, good luck to you. Or your partner wants you to stop smoking because they're sick of how you smell or whatever. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask you if there was a correlation between you being ready and committed that you want the change versus "Eh, it might be nice. Let me just try this. Yeah. Because oh no. It's a line in the sand decision. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you make that decision, you're done. But you need some some help. You know, you don't yeah. you can say all day long, like people do cold turkey, quit smoking and 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 quit drinking and never do yeah. it again. You know, th- there's people that can do that. It's just a lot harder. Yeah. I think yeah. than 
having somebody guide you through it and then be there to support you through it. And for you to know, wow, that really helped. Like that was such an easy transition. You know, some people aren't, it might not be, it might not be easy for them. Even if they use hypnosis, they might have to go back like five times to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was a couple times, you know, I went like two or three times and, and, but I was committed and it was a line in the sand decision. And it took yeah. a while to get to that place. You know, it took trying and not, and quitting and not quitting and quitting and not quitting. And, and, you know, that whole mind thing, like, you know, I'm not really that, I'm not really an alcoholic. So, you know, it's not that bad or it's yeah. socially acceptable. I'm, I'm not falling down or doing anything dumb. You know what I mean? Like you weren't ready. Yeah. Yeah. You're just not ready. And that's okay too. You know, like I say, it, it's okay if they continue and it's, it's working for you. Great. God, I wish I was that person. I love wine. I mean, <laughs> I love a yummy glass of Cabernet. Oh my God. So delicious. Um, but I choose not to be that girl anymore because it did. My body just wanted more and yeah. I, and I don't want to be that person anymore. Didn't serve you. Yeah. Or your family. Sounds like no, certainly not. And things have improved so much. You know, we do a lot of more activities and it's just more fun. It's a lot more fun That's awesome. being present and really here. You know, even though I was physically there, I wasn't really there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's a big difference between physical and being, you know, in the moment with our kids or our friends, partners, whatever. There's a little bit of a difference there. Good for you. I'm so happy for you that you decided and then found a new career in the process. That That's like the best part. Because I enjoy that part of my work. You know, I enjoy seeing the transition in people. I enjoy seeing them like stop something that was debilitating for them for so long. And then a lot of times it's a really like, it's a lifelong habit, you know, whatever it is. I would imagine someone's got to be, it's not their first try out of the gate by the time they seek out the hypnotist usually. No, I think you're right. Absolutely right. What would you say to someone, um, who pictures, oh my gosh, that's just crazy. I would never um, do that because they they picture that person on the stage just kind of sweeping uh, you away yeah. and making you do parlor tricks or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make you cluck like a chicken every time you see the color of that. <laughs> exactly. No, it, that, that doesn't work. Hypnosis is really just, it, it's slowing the brain waves to the degree that you move that critical mind over you know that the critical factor where your monkey mind going I gotta think I gotta do that you slow it down to the brain waves that are way like picture yourself driving and all of a sudden you miss the exit but you you're like oh crap where was I I was in like this stage of like a dreamlike kind of that's hypnosis you're in hypnosis every day you're laying on the couch, you're halfway between watching the show and halfway sleeping, but you're not really like you're, you hear it in the background, like it's droning in the background, like, but you're not paying attention to what's on TV or you're not sleeping yet. You're kind of in that middle zone. Zoning out. Yeah. Standing in front of the, you got the refrigerator door open and you're like, wait, what am I looking for again? What, what, where did it, 
like you're woo. That's hypnosis. So the person that's taking you to that state puts you in such a relaxed state of mind and then dip, they drop in suggestibility that's positive, reframing things for you in that subconscious mind. Now, here's the thing. It will never go against your moral compass. Mm -hmm. Never. So you can never cluck like a chicken when you see the color red or any of those stage things that happen with hypnotists on stage. It's, it's, it's not, it's Staged. not that at all. <laughs> yeah. It, it's yeah. That's yeah. what exactly what it is. And it's not scary. Like people that come out of hypnosis go, Oh my God, I feel so good. It's like this high, a hypno high, they call it. And you come out and you're just like, Oh my God, I'm so relaxed. And I don't even yeah. know where I was. How long was I? in that state and you're like oh 20 minutes (gasps) felt like two days you know it just feels really good well there you go those of us that can't get on vacation we need to (laughs) seriously so it feels good and it helps you get past something that's been debilitating for sometimes a lifetime or something that's really plaguing you that you just want to like be done with yeah I highly recommend it. Of course I do. Yeah, of course you do. Well, you know, it sold you. (laughs) That's great. Give me a call. I can help. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. So do you have anything we haven't really highlighted yet about that journey and breaking the habit that helped, uh, you know, or anything you want to really drive home about someone who has any kind of a habit to break? I think the key is that, that there's so much shame involved. You know, it's shameful that you don't have control, right? You have such inner shame, shame about, oh my, why can't I stop doing this? Like, what is going on that I cannot control, that the habit controls me versus me controlling the habit, Mm -hmm. right? But until you really break it down in very simple terms, it's just you, here's the key. You created the habit. You created it just by repetition of the behavior, then your brain, you you told your brain, this is something you need to relax. I need a cigarette to relax, even though it's loaded with nicotine and it's not really relaxing you, you know, oh, I need a drink to relax, even though you're feeling poorly and it's just making you feel more depressed. But for momentary lapses, Mm -hmm. you have that feeling of relief. Well, as all as it is, your brain telling you, you have the relief. But you told the brain in the first place, this is something I do every day. So my brain's going to tell me I need to do it. That's the great news. You created the habit. So now it's all we have to do is reframe it for you to create something different. New habit. And it's really that easy when you, but it's so overwhelming because A, it's something that you've done for a really long time, typically, mm-hmm. and be the shame involved. There's a lot of guilt and shame. Don't get me so started. Much- I go off on that rant a lot about, oh, it's not your fault because you just don't have enough motivation or willpower and, you know, everything you hear, you're supposed to just have willpower and dig in and do it. Mm. Yeah. Willpower is finite. That's the other yeah. thing. Willpower is finite. It's like it's like a battery, you know. Once the battery dies, you need to recharge it. 
And that's the same thing with willpower. That's why you can go on a diet and you can lose weight, but then your old habits going to come back. Why? Because the real reason why you overeat is because when you were a kid, something traumatic happened where food was your friend. You may had had something super traumatic, like you were sexually abused. Now you don't want to be attracted to anyone. So you're going to get fat and eat. And that is your relief. The eating is preventing you from that feeling, that trauma to be attractive to somebody anymore. But the thing is, it's not the food or the diet. That's the problem. Yep. Yep. Got to get to the root. Yeah. You know, and that's why like they can go on diets and lose weight, but willpower only lasts this long. Yep. And then boom, you're back to your old habit again. Yeah. Those, oh, those habits. Yep. Just have Love that cookie. It. it makes me feel better. Been well, my this, friend forever. Well, this has been an enlightening conversation. Thank you so much, Lynn. My I pleasure. Always my enjoy pleasure. chatting with you. Yes, so, I know. If for the ladies that are interested in learning more, how can they connect with you? My website is lynnmcdonnell.com. It's L-Y-N-N-M-C-D-O-N-N-E-L-L.com. And I Instagram at Lynn McTwin. And Facebook, <laughs> I'm just, Facebook, I'm just me, Lynn McDonald. There you go. But, but yeah, we'll- I have on my website, I have a work with me button and you just fill out a little questionnaire so I know that you're committed and then I'll reach out and we can do a free, we do a free discovery clarity call at the beginning, just to make sure we're going to fit together. You know, Mm -hmm. I want us both to be on the same page. So. Awesome. Good idea. Well, I will include that in the show notes in case you happen to be driving and didn't write that down. And this has been fabulous. So lots of my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Lots of good takeaways. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in today and make it a great day. We'll talk soon. If you're like most women, You have a big dream on your heart and really want to make a positive impact in the lives of others. But self-doubt, fear, or other limiting beliefs often get in your way. What many women don't realize is that the one thing that can catapult them forward is deepening their self-love and self-esteem. So I have a free ebook for you that's really going to help you in this area. It's called 30 Days to Deepen Self-Love, and you can download it at the link in our show notes. Enjoy.